Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. The first installment in this celebration series, I said that one of the ways in which you can tap into it is for you to experience what is called the Abel Mahola experience. And what is that Abel Mahola experience? It is the experience of salvation. You cannot experience the blessings of God unless you are born again. You cannot experience the blessings of God unless there is a rebirth. You must at one point in time in your life say, Lord, I give up my sin. I give up my life. I give up the life of sin and I'm turning over to you. You must have at one point in time encountered the almighty God. You must at one point in time say, Lord, I turn my back in the way that I live and I'm not one to live for you. Only those who have experienced the experience of rebirth only those who are born again, those are the ones who are entitled to the blessings of heaven. In our second installment, I went on to tell us about the second experience that we need to have. And that is the experience that I refer to as the Gilgal experience. And what is the Gilgal experience? It is the experience of circumcision of the heart. The experience of purity. The experience of an inward change. In other words, it is one thing for you to walk inside the house. It's another thing for you to have your heart purified by the Almighty God. And we said that the Gilgal experience is necessary because it's a place where the children of God consecrate themselves to the Almighty God. A place of consecration. It's a place where you cooperate with the Almighty God and say, Lord, do what you want to do in my life. There are many who are in the church who continue to struggle with the Lord. The Lord wants to take them in a particular direction. They have another idea for where they think their life should be going. And as long as you are struggling with the Lord, the Lord will not going to struggle with you. He's going to leave you to have your way. So the Gilgal experience is an experience of consecration, an experience of cooperation, an experience of submission to the Almighty God. Where you say, Lord, let your will be done, not mine. That is what it's all about. And I said that we cannot experience the lifelong anointing. You cannot experience the blessings of heaven until you have gone through that Gilgal experience. Until we have come to the place where we are totally, completely submitted to the Almighty God. In our third installment, we share the third experience that is required for you to access the blessings of heaven. And we talked about the experience of Bethel, the Bethel experience. And what is the Bethel experience? The Bethel experience is the experience of building effective altar to the Almighty God. It's an experience of building a functional altar to the Almighty God. It's an experience of building a potent altar to the Almighty God. Where you are able to call upon the name of the Lord. You cannot access the blessings of heaven if you don't know how to pray. You cannot access the blessings of heaven if you don't know how to talk to the Almighty God. If you don't have a place where you meet with God and God meets with you. The altar is a place of trafficking of spirit. It's a place of the trafficking of the angels of the Almighty God. That is where the Lord Almighty meets with his people. And you find that the people in scripture who have been able to get the best from the presence of the Almighty God are people who build an effective altar. They are the people that build a functional altar. They are the people that build a a potent altar. And I said, until we are able to build altars to the Almighty God, until you are able to build an altar of prayer, 
an altar of sacrifice, an altar of service to the Almighty God, you will find out that the blessings that God promises you might be an illusion. And that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Until we go through our own battle experience, experiencing the lifelong anointing might be a mirage. So as we continue in our celebration series, I'll be sharing with you the fourth experience that you need if you are going to experience lifelong anointing. And that fourth experience is what I refer to as the Jericho experience. The Jericho experience. Second Kings chapter 2. Reading from verse number 4, the Bible tells us, Elijah said unto him, Elisha, stay here please. For the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Again, I want you to see, the scripture here is telling us that the time for Elijah's departure was getting closer. And I want you to notice that the Bible said that the Lord sent Elijah to Jericho. Not that Elijah woke up one day and said, Jericho was the next place I wanted to go. The Lord Almighty sent him there. He did not decide to go on his own. And the Bible makes us to understand that when he went there, there is a reason why he sent there. And if you read also Matthew chapter 4, in verse number 1, the Bible says, Jesus being led by the Spirit into the wilderness was tempted by the devil. So there's a reason why the Lord Almighty sent Elijah to Jericho. So the Lord instructed Elijah. He said, go to Jericho. And he told Elisha, he said, stay here. Stay here and wait for me. Elisha said, no. Elisha said, I am going to go with you to Jericho. And the question is, why Jericho? Why do you have to go to Jericho? What is so special about Jericho? What is it in Jericho that you must experience for you to get the lifelong anointing? To understand why Elisha insisted on going with Elijah to Jericho, you must go back to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6, if you start reading from verse number 1, the Bible tells us there, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear the seven prophets of Ram's horn before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priest shall blow the trumpet, and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. If you fast forward to verse number 15, the Bible tells us, he said, but it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the drowning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day, only they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time, it happened. When the priest blew the trumpet that Joshua said to the people, shout for the Lord has given you the city. Now in verse number 20, the Bible says, so the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet. And it happened that, that when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. The question is, why is Jericho important? What is so special about Jericho? Why was Elisha determined to follow Elijah to Jericho? For us to understand, you must understand that Jericho is special. Because Jericho is a place of formidable opposition. The Bible says that the Lord said unto Joshua, this particular city has already been sealed up. Jericho was a formidable city, formidable opposition. Jericho was a city that was fortified. A walled city, a well-defended city. A city that appeared impregnable. A city that intimidates its opponent. This was what Jericho was all about. And if you look at many lives, their lives appear as if enemy has fortified 
their problem to the point that they cannot overcome it. They appear to be confronting situations that appear insurmountable. They appear to be facing conditions that they cannot even overcome. They appear to be coming against a city that is well defended. Elijah said to Elijah, I will not go back. I will go with you to that fortified city. You will see why later. But why is Jericho important? Jericho is important because it's a formidable opponent. Number two, Jericho is important because Jericho is full of allurement. In the time of Joshua, Jericho was a prosperous city, a rich city. And that's why the Lord Almighty said, when you go into that city, make sure you do not touch any of the bling blings that you see there. Make sure you stay away from all the beautiful things that you are seeing. Because if you touch them, you are going to be a cause. And that is why you find out that a lot of people are not able to have victory because they have been enticed by the allurement of the Jericho that they find themselves in. The conditions that they find themselves in that made it very difficult for them to have the victory that the Lord has promised them. Why is Jericho important? Jericho is important because it's a place of divine partnership. A place where God partnered with Israel to bring about a supernatural victory. The Bible says that Joshua met with the pre-incarnate Christ. In Joshua chapter 5, if you read from verse number 13, he said it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, a man stood opposite him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or our adversaries? And he said, no, but as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have come. This is the pre-incarnate Christ partnering with Joshua to pull down the wall of Jericho. Why is Jericho important? Jericho is special because Jericho is a place of supernatural deliverance. It's a place where if you go into battle, the Lord Almighty provides what supernatural deliverance, supernaturally defeats the enemy of his people. That's why Jericho is important. And finally, Jericho is important because Jericho is a place where warriors are tested, where warriors are tried, and where warriors are made. This was the place that Joshua was established as the leader of the people of God. In Joshua chapter 6 verse 27, the Bible says, So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout all the country, after he was able to experience Jericho. And until you are able to go to Jericho and fight and win, victory is not sustained in our lives. Jericho is important because that is where warriors are made. And so Elisha insisted on following Elijah to Jericho. Elisha insisted on having the Jericho experience because Elisha understood that the experience of Jericho is the experience of intense opposition. Elisha understood that the man or the woman who is going to have victory in life must be able to go through intense opposition and come out successfully. The Bible says if you faint in the days of adversity, then your strength is small. If you don't have the power to continue because you have some difficulty, then success becomes elusive. And Elisha insisted that he was going to go to Jericho, a place of intense opposition, because he wanted to experience and to succeed in the furnace of affliction, in the furnace of opposition. Number two, Elijah insisted on going to Jericho because Jericho is a place of fierce spiritual battle. He wanted to experience fierce spiritual battle. Because the more you experience the battle, the stronger you become, the more successful you become, the more powerful you become. Elijah understood that. Number three, Elijah understood that there was no crown without any conflicts. He understood that until you face our fierce battle and overcome, we will not enjoy a lifelong anointing. Number three, Elijah insisted on going to Jericho because Elijah understood that Jericho experience is the experience of spiritual warfare. 
The spiritual warfare. If you don't know how to engage in spiritual warfare, your victory will be limited. Your progress will be limited. Because the Bible says, Therefore we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Elijah understood that for him to be the prophet to the nation, he had to understand what spiritual warfare is all about. And he had to know how to engage in it. And number four, Elisha insisted on having the Jericho experience because Elisha understood that the Jericho experience is the experience of engaging spiritual weapons. It is one thing for you to fight. It's another thing for you to know what to fight with. It's for you to know exactly the kind of weapon that has been made available for you. The Bible says, take up the armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. There are things that the Lord has made available unto you. You will not know how to use them unless you engage in a spiritual battle. Why would you plead the blood of Jesus when you have nothing pursuing you? Why would you ask for the host of heaven to fight for you when you have nothing pursuing you? If Daijah understood that Jericho was necessary because Jericho is a place where you engage spiritual weapon. And then finally, Elisha insisted on having the Jericho experience because Elisha understood that the Jericho experience is the experience of deploying the whole armor of God. Taking advantage of all the resources that God has made available unto you. The resource of prayer, the resource of fasting, the resource of praise, the resource of intercession, the resource of the blood of Jesus, the resource of the angelic forces. Elisha understood that it was until you are involved in the battle, you will not know how to deploy the armor of God. He said, therefore, take up the old armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, you cannot stand unless you know how to deploy the armor of God. My brothers and sisters, Elisha insisted on having the Jericho experience because Elisha understood that without the experience of spiritual warfare, whatever victory you have, you think you have in life, will be intermittent. That victory will be short-lived. Any victory that is not born or that is not won on the altar of spiritual battle, you will find out that you may have a brief relief, but that relief will not be lasting. And that's why people keep going back and forth into their different issues. In one minute they are free, the other minute they are back into trouble. One minute they are having victory, the other minute they are going into captivity. Victory is short-lived without experience in spiritual battle. And the question is, why must you go through that Jericho experience? Why must you go to the place of battle, the place of warfare, before you can enjoy the lifelong anointing? Why is Jericho necessary? My brothers and sisters, we go through Jericho experience for the purpose of confronting and contending with the enemy of God's plan for our lives. The reason you fight is because there is a power that is determined to destroy what God has planned for you. The Bible says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. You need to contend if you want to enjoy what God has in store for you. You think the devil just sits down and says, Okay, yeah, God says we are going to prosper. I say, No problem. God has already said, so Let's leave him alone. The devil is always fighting. The Bible says that he is the enemy of us, so he is the adversary. And the reason why you go to Jericho is so that you can confront the enemy and you can contend with him so that you can win what belongs unto you. And that's why the book of Jude verse 3 tells us, he said, earnestly contend for the faith. Fight for what belongs to you. What you are not willing to fight for, you cannot enjoy. 
What you are not willing to pay the price to be able to work for, you are not qualified to have it. And the same thing in life. The blessings of God that the Lord has spoken concerning our life, we are not going to access it if we are not willing to confront the enemy. If we are not willing to contend with the enemy. And that is one of the reasons why you go to Jericho. That is one of the reasons why you go through spiritual warfare. Number two, Jericho is important. The purpose of Jericho is for you to root out and to pull down. I have this day set over the nation and over the kingdom to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. In other words, you cannot have victory unless you root out every stump, every operations of hell. Unless you root them out, you cannot walk in victory. As long as you have one or two opposition that are still living in the land, you will find out that your progress will be disturbed. Your peace will not be moving forward. As long as you have individuals who do not want you to move forward, who do not want you to enjoy the plan and purpose of God, unless you are determined to root them down and to pull them out, you will not be able to enjoy what God has in store for you. That is why you go through the warfare experience. Number three, Jericho is important because it is the place where you possess your possession and secure your blessings. The Bible says, Upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. Until you defeat the enemy, you cannot sleep in peace. You cannot. If there is a bandit right outside of your door, and you are not doing anything about that particular bandit, and you close your eyes, you close your door, and you want to have a peaceful night rest, it's not going to happen. As long as that bandit is out there, you cannot have a good night rest. As long as that bandit is out there, you cannot have peace in that house. And that's why you need to first of all contend. You need to confront. You need to root out. For you to possess your possession and secure what belongs to you. As long as the enemy is running free and running wild and has no control. There is no leash. You cannot enjoy what God has in store for you. You can't. You have to be able to win the battle first. You have to be able to win the victory first. You have to be able to dislodge the enemy first. For you to be able to possess and to secure that which God has given unto you. And that's why Jericho is important. Jericho is important because it is the place where you establish yourself and prosper. When you defeat the enemy. When you put the enemy to flight. Then you can begin to prosper. Then you can begin to do what you need to do. A person who is not settled in his mind can never think of any creative idea on how to move forward. It's not possible. You are going to be distracted. There are so many things that will be taking your mind in different directions. When the enemy has been defeated, when the enemy has been conquered, when you are successfully rooted out the enemy, what you will find is that you begin to establish yourself. The Bible said the Lord will establish you a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn unto you. If you keep the commandment of the Lord, your God, and walk in his ways. As long as you are with the Lord and you pull down the stronghold of the enemy, then you can prosper. Then you can be established. Then you can begin to move forward. But as long as the enemy is running free, I tell you, my brothers and sisters, progress becomes very difficult. So you see, until there is a confrontation, until there is a contention with the enemy, until we are able to displace, root out and pull down the forces of evil. Until we are able to take possession and secure that which the Lord has promised unto us. My brothers and sisters, until we go through what is called the Jericho experience, experiencing the lifelong anointing becomes very difficult. Experiencing the blessings of God becomes difficult. As long as the enemy is allowed to roam free. It's just like when you have fire in the house and you want to have a nap. It is not possible. You cannot enjoy your sleep as long as the house is on fire. 
You have to put out the fire first for you to enjoy whatever sleep that you want to sleep. Until you deal with the issue that the enemy is putting in your life, until you confront the challenges of hell, experiencing the blessings of God is a waste of time. You cannot even experience it in the first place. So if for some reason you refuse to confront, if for some reason you have the idea, I'm not troubling the devil so the devil cannot trouble me. I'm a good person so the devil should leave me alone. If that is your mindset, if you refuse to confront, you refuse to contend, you refuse to engage the enemy, if you decide to sidestep the spiritual warfare and you say it does not belong to me, God knows if I want it, he will give it to me. If that is your position, what you will find is that total victory becomes elusive. Victory becomes elusive in the life of an individual who refuses to fight. Because what you are not willing to fight for, you cannot enjoy. What you are not willing to fight for, you are not willing to fight for your children. If you are not willing to fight for your marriage, if you are not willing to fight for your job, you will find the enemy will mess you up. So the people who insist that they don't want to go through the Jericho experience, they don't want to go through spiritual warfare, total victory becomes elusive in their lives. Look at the book of Judges chapter 1. The instruction of the Almighty God when Israel was entering to the promised land was that Israel should defeat every nation and wipe them out. But the Bible tells in the book of Judges chapter 1 verse 34. He said, and the Amorite forced the children of Dan, which is one of the tribe of Israel. He said, the Amorite forced the children of Dan into the mountain, for they would not allow them to come down to the valley. And the Amorite were determined to dwell in the mountain and in Ajalon and in Shelabim. Yes, when the strength of the house of Joseph came together, they were put under tribute. In other words... As long as you have not been able to conquer the enemy, the enemy will force you into a corner. As long as you refuse to deal with the situation in your life, that situation is what is going to be your demise. The Bible says that the children of Dan, they refused to deal with the Amorites when they had the opportunity. And the Amorites, because they wanted to remain in their land, they forced the children of Dan into a corner, kept them in the mountain. And the Bible said that the only time the children of Dan were able to have victory was when they became strong and they now subjugated the Amorites. Now, brothers and sisters, this spiritual battle is no joke. If you are not willing to fight, the blessings that God has in store for you will continue to elude. If we decide to sidestep Jericho, if we decide to say that we are not interested in spiritual battle, what you will find is that we will constantly be under the intimidation of the enemy. The enemy you refuse to confront will continue to grow stronger. Will continue to remain stronger. And it will become a greater bully on a daily basis. Constant intimidation becomes the lot of those who refuse to engage the Jericho experience. The Bible says, therefore I say, I will not drive them out before you. But they shall be a thorn on your side, and their God shall be a snare unto you. If you refuse to deal with the situation, if you refuse to deal with the circumstances, it will be a problem. The same thing when you go into a relationship. In a relationship, when you see somebody abusing the other person, if you don't deal with that at that point in time, that particular relationship is going to be abusive and it's going to mess you up. You see a child behaving in a bad way and you don't deal with it when they were a baby. When they grow older, it's going to be a problem. When you go to a place of work and you find out that there's a particular employee misbehaving in that place of work, if you don't deal with that employee, it's going to be a problem for you. Whatever you refuse to deal with will become a constant source of pain in your life. And that's why you must go through the Jericho experience to confront 
and to contain, to root out and to destroy, to destroy, so that you can enjoy the promise of heaven. Number three, if we decide to sidestep Jericho experience, you will notice that there will be inconsistency in our walk. And that is what happened to a lot of believers. Today they are on top of the mountain. Tomorrow they are in the valley. Today they can say, praise the Lord. Tomorrow they don't know where the face of God is. Today they are living victoriously. Tomorrow they are living a defeated life. The reason is because the enemy keeps on coming back. The enemy keeps coming back. You win today, you lose tomorrow. So you become inconsistent in your work. And the Bible makes us to understand in Judges chapter 2. He said, I also will no longer drive out before them any of the nation which Joshua left when he died. So that through them, I will test Israel whether they will keep my way to walk in them as their father walked in them or not. In other words, as long as you have that unconquered territory, as long as you have unresolved issues, as long as you leave issues and you refuse to deal with them, you sweep them under the carpet, expecting that those issues will take care of themselves. The Bible is making us to understand that you will result in inconsistent walk with the Lord. You will not be able to walk with the Lord correctly. Because one day, the enemy will always come back. He will always try to fight you. He will always try to gain the control. And then you keep struggling and struggling and struggling. And all life will be characterized by inconsistent work with God. That is why you must fight and win once and for all. That's why you must go through the Jericho experience. Number four. If you decide not to go through the Jericho experience, what you will find is that you will have an unending battle with the enemy. Because it keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. Unless you deal with an issue, it will keep coming back. Have you noticed the people who do what is called a balance transfer on a credit card? You take a credit card, you are owing X amount of money. On January 1st, they are doing a promotion. They said, get zero balance. Transfer all your debt into this one. Okay, you transfer all the debt into this one. This one is okay. This place becomes quiet. This one looks good for about three months or six months when they give you zero balance. Then the payment starts again. And then you go to the same problem. And you keep repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again. That is because you refuse to deal with the underlining issue. And what is the underlining issue? Debt. You have not controlled your spending. You are spending more than you are getting as income. And as long as you continue to do that, it doesn't matter how many balance transfer you do. It doesn't matter. You will continue to have the same problem. Unless we decide to have the Jericho experience and go through a period of successful and victorious spiritual warfare. When we refuse to do that, we will continue to engage and experience unending battles with the enemy because it's not going away. You have not dealt with the situation. And then finally, if we decide to sidestep the Jericho experience, what you will notice is that we will not be able to enter into the rest that God has promised his people. The intention of the Almighty God is for his children to be at rest. His intention is for them to be able to enjoy his benefits. But as long as you are not doing, we are not doing what we are required to do to enter into that rest. The rest of God is promised, but we will not be able to enter into it. There is something that is required of us. And that is to confront the enemy around us. To be able to do what we need to do so that we can enter. But if we refuse to do it, then there will be absence of the promised rests. But when we take the time to engage the enemy, when we take the time to fight, when we take the time to go to Jericho and like Elisha, experience what Jericho has to offer, you will notice that the enemy is subdued. 
When you fight, you subdue the enemy. When we fight, we get all around rest. When we fight, you develop strength and stability for yourself. Because the more you fight, the more you deal with an issue, the more experience you get. And the more experience you get, the more stable and the more powerful you become. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, We thank you for listening.